A to Z of college recruiting. This is the show where you'll learn about the latest tips and tricks on how to maximize your scholarship opportunities tenfold. You'll learn the hows, whys, and what's of college recruitment and scholarships. Let's get into it. Hello and welcome to the NSR Podcast, the show where we give you the latest tips and tricks on how to maximize your scholarship and opportunities. Collegiate, and collegiate opportunities, exactly, Matt. Um, the big 6-0. 6-0, that's 60 for all of you non-English speaking people. <laughs> we are almost at 100, getting pretty close. We've been doing the, the podcast for over a year now, pushing out some unbelievable content uh we've had some some awesome topics for you guys over the past sort of year or so we certainly have um, we're very proud of of the podcast and, and the information we have been sharing with you guys uh, with all you listeners out there um whether you listen on on the youtube app uh, on youtube uh, if you are listening on youtube don't forget red subscribe button just down there uh whether it be any and all podcast apps spotify spotify number one in the world number one in the world for college right here uh whether it be itunes as well we really appreciate uh, our listeners over the past year. Star um, ratings, exactly. Feedback, appreciate all the feedback. All that, you guys that good have given stuff. Um, you've given us some amazing topics as well. Uh, a topic that we're covering this week, Matt, is all about the the future. Wanna, exactly, it, the future. it's all about the future. The future of sports scholarships. The future of recruitment. Yep. I. Ladies and gentlemen, do in fact have a crystal ball, and I can predict the future. <laughs> exactly. We are visionaries here at, at NSR. I am just that good. Exactly. So <laughs> this episode, episode 60, we're going to be talking about the future of, uh, of sports scholarships, of college scholarships, uh, and college recruitment. Um, so a really, really cool episode. We'll, we'll talk about some, some things that, that may be dying, you know, things that we used in the past you know, in relation to uh, college recruitment. Uh, we'll talk about the, the future. So... Stay tuned. This episode is going to be really cool. We're going to be looking into the future. Oh, yeah. Matt, the whole college recruitment game is, is changing and, and it will be forever changing uh, you know, for years to come. Obviously. Ever evolving. Exactly. It's ever evolving. That's the, the terminology I was looking for. But <laughs> even, even in my last four years of, of being here with NSR and, and working specifically with, within the college recruitment industry, um, I've seen so many things sort of come and go and different things change, obviously processes, um, different ideas, but we're going to go over a number of different topics relating to, to the college recruitment process in this episode um, and, and how they've changed you know, over the past few years or, or over you know, a large number of, of years. So Matt, we'll start with, with a big one and we've spoken about this in, in recent episodes. We ha- actually had a whole, um, a whole podcast on, on this particular topic, but uh, a big one is databases. Um, the whole idea that having your profile or Dirty your word. website on a database, um, you know, and that's what's going to get you recruited. So we'll start with databases. First, before we get into it, I just want to mention that I'm not wearing the NSR getup today. I'm wearing my old college uh, uniform, so representing the AIB Eagles right I'm here. I'm wearing an NSR uniform because I am NSR. He's a professional. Um, <laughs> but I'm wearing my... My old college stuff, so very proud to be an alumni of the American Institute of Business. There you go, educated. Databases though, Matt, let's get back to it. (laughs) Yeah, okay, thanks. Um, Look, you're right, back in the day, um, even before I was a coach in the US, databases were pretty commonplace, Um, you know, and there, there was a time where coaches would look through 
databases of athletes and and you know do their evaluations that way watch video um, footage and yeah and and a big reason for that is is because you know the the international game wasn't as big as it is now um yeah. you know international recruitment is 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 massive this day and age mm-hmm. um everybody's looking for you know that special player that may bring a little bit more flair or bring a different personality or just bring a different influence into a team aside from you know just the the, the local recruitment or kids from the states it's 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 about you know, all colleges want diversity, and, yeah. and, and with that comes, you know, extended international recruitment. And so a lot of people have twigged onto that. Yeah. Uh, there's, you know, honestly, there are thousands of, of other companies uh, that, that, you know, look to, to get athletes to the United States. Different, um, different recruitment agencies yeah, rec- all over the world. Re- recruitment agencies. Yeah. I, I don't consider ourselves one of them. No. Exactly. We're, we're not a recruitment agency. We're, we're an education, training, and management program. Uh, and we do things... Uh, in a very innovative way, which is, I think, what we're sort of getting at in this episode. But yeah. a lot of recruitment agencies around the world, and, and there's millions of, of international kids now that are looking to the U.S. system as as a potential pathway. Literally um, millions. Millions. Millions, yeah. Because it is it is so big on an international scale now, and that's be, you know seen through the media. You know, you've got college basketball games, football games, all sports, really televised events, and and those events are televised worldwide, not yeah. just within the state. So it's, yeah, well, ESPN, man. Yeah. ESPN, the, the Watch ESPN app and, and, and everything else, you, you can get that much, you know, collegiate sport of all kinds now, yeah. not not just, you know, a, a gridiron game here or there. Mm-hmm. It's, it's you know, basketball's gone nuts, track and field's gone nuts, yeah. even even tennis now and, and, and swimming and like, you can get everything. Yeah. Um, you know, but look, majority of those other companies out there and, and, and other agencies will, will have databases. Yeah. Um, you know, filled with all of their athletes, and uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying that. Like, we we still have a, a database, yeah, and we'll, we'll sort of touch on that, and, and we're you know, relatively moving away from that for for a number of different reasons. But mm. it's not to say that you'll never get contacted, you know, from from a school directly through having a website and a database and sitting on a database. Yeah, yeah like, like it, it does happen. Well, it's it's easy for a coach to sit there and say, "Yep, I need 2019s." Bang, send an email to everybody, and let's just see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> nothing happens. Yeah, uh, yeah. I didn't. Nothing. Nothing happened. No. Um, you know, but and then they'll handle responses sort of one at a time, and, yeah. and then you know somebody that gets contacted directly. If if you don't have somebody like myself or like us that that's that's helping you sort of filter through yeah. those, those types of contacts, like you, you may be you know wasting a bunch of time on something that's not going to be affordable or you're not eligible for or mm. may not fit for a number of different reasons. So that, that's that's where. You know, um, you got to be a little bit careful. But and you mentioned obviously before you were a coach. You know, this was a thing. Coaches would you know would have time to to scroll through databases and look for international athletes. Now with the growth of college sport and you know the number of different More recruitment games. agencies yeah. around the world, like when you were a coach, I've asked you this before. How many times did you look through a database? Not once. Not once. Not uh, once. And that was seven, eight years ago now. Yeah, like the two thousand eight, two thousand nine, two thousand ten. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and, and since then, yeah, it's, it's, it's blown up. Like there, there's, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of companies out there that just, you know, have, have profiles that sit on a database and, and then like they just, you know, the, the best kids get picked up and the ones that, you know, maybe yeah. are, are, are a bit more long-term projects, I guess you could say, yeah. you know, um, they, 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 they sit there and, and, and nothing, exactly. you know, nothing happens. And I guess the, the key is here, if, if, College is the pathway you want to take and you want to go to college. Nowadays, you just can't rely on having your information on a database. 
and waiting for a coach to contact you, especially yeah, especially with sports like basketball, American football, which we obviously have plenty of athletes with it, you know, that compete within those sports, baseball, softball, sports that America are, are dominant in. Yeah, like even more so, a coach isn't going to sit there and look for a a local sort of state league player in basketball, you know, on a database or, in Australia, or, or look for a gridiron kid in Australia, like yeah. unless he's, he's, a, he's a punter. You can almost say you'll, you, know you will saying? never get recruited. Yeah, like like it, it's just out on a database. But why why would why would they look? Yeah, you know when when their local talent is is just as strong if you know stronger really yeah. than yeah. than you know what they would expect things to be like in yeah. another place because just like you don't know much about them and, and it takes a lot of research for for you to to learn about the college system mm-hmm. like for for a coach from the states that didn't even know that they play gridiron in Australia or whatever it, it would take a bunch of time for him to research yeah. to, to figure out like what what even the landscape is like and, and that that's all time that, that a coach doesn't, doesn't have. have. Yeah. You know, like I certainly didn't have it. I, I you know I had classes to teach, I had, you know, training sessions to run, two a day, team meetings in the evenings, papers to grade. Exactly. You which know? is true with all sports now, not just the basketballs and the footballs well, we said. It's it's that's with all sports. Yeah, nowadays. and you find a lot of coaches that are that are you know, they they wear a bunch of different hats. Like yeah. they're not just coaches. They've got other responsibilities on campus, whether it be through housing or, you know, through academic advising or, you know, uh, any any number of different different things that, that coaches are doing. And and you know, the the time to sit there and scroll through thousands of athletes on a database, you know, and and watching videos to hope that you might find this, you know, this diamond in the rough. Like yeah. like no, you know, they they when when. They can, if they can contact somebody directly and say, "Hey, this is what I need," and and do you have it, and and then have bang quick access to here's here's a list of players, and 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 I know as a coach that you know the players that are being shared with me are eligible or good enough or in the positions I've asked for, like financially, stream, yeah, financially they can afford it, yeah. like it, it's streamline the process. Yeah, that's what I got time for that, and and I'm I'm gonna do that with with somebody that I trust. So that that is the the, the future, yeah. and and what has been, and and, and a big part about what I do with NSR is, is relationship building, proper networking and, and, and separate yourself from, from any other agency or any other company out there that does it by building good, positive, trustworthy relationships with coaches. Because, you know, if you break that trust or, or you waste their time or, you know, you, you, you do something that, that, that doesn't just flow into the normal yeah. routine of, 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 a, of a coach's life, you're, you're, you're not going to get your athletes recruited. Exactly. Now, Databases and relying on you know, receiving communication or an offer just by sitting on uh, on a database is, is certainly the past. The future is all about, as Matt said, doing your research first and foremost, which is what Matt does for the athletes on the program. If you're going it alone, research needs to be done off your own back. A lot. Um, and personalized communication. Now, personalized communication doesn't mean mail merging 500 coaches no. where you're able to just insert their name um, or buying a, a list of coaches which which you can do you're yeah. buying a list college of coaches, coaches online go and buy a list of every single coach in the country um, like, you know it's all about research and, and understanding what schools you get into you know, what schools you can get into then personalizing emails to, to those particular coaches and again you may be eligible for 500 schools that doesn't mean mail merging 500 schools um, because Look, it's, you might, it's yeah. not going to work. Well, let's say that you're not. You take a list of 500 schools and, and you want to send everything to all, but but you're only actually eligible or or good enough as an athlete yeah. for, for 40 of them. Yeah. Well, well, then what are you doing? The rest of the sending 440 emails yeah. to 
you know, no, sorry, that's that's bad math. 460 <laughs> emails <laughs> to, to to random people in yeah. hopes that something's going to happen. Like it, it it doesn't it doesn't work that way. Yeah. Um, and 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 it, it's actually it's it's pointless. Like like there's a there's a lot of uh, again there's companies out there that charge far less than what we do. Mm. Um, that that's that's, that's how they process. operate. Yeah, that's how you they know, operate. Let, let's just let's email blast coaches and and, and send a, a database and, and yeah. get a few bites back, get a few athletes placed. Yep, yeah, good. You know, mm-hmm. get them going. But then what about the rest of the kids that, that don't get picked up, what happens yeah. to them? And, and, that, and that, that, you know, and because there are, look, so many yeah. of these agencies and companies and, and individuals emailing coaches left, right, and center, it's becoming more and more difficult to, to actually get a hold of coaches. That's it, um, because you tend to see online, you know, on you know, when you when you look up the contact information for a particular coach, it'll have something like you know, Matt Wade, soccer coach at gmail dot com or you know, whatever or it may be, men's basketball at. Yeah. You know, johnson.edu or yeah. wsoccer at, you know, saidcollege.com. And a lot of the time, these are secondary Secondary emails, emails yeah. that don't get monitored that well. Yeah. And that's, you know, yeah, you can contact them and, yeah. and you know, hope that something happens. Um, but, but that, again, you, you know, it, it needs to be a lot more personal than that. Exactly. Um, you need to research, research. And research. Personally contact schools that you know you can get into academically somewhere where you're going to be able to compete athletically where you feel like you can compete which is is hard if you're going off your own back again because we always tend to think we're a little bit better than what we are well, athletically the, but the thing is like you know you you know you the the thing is you're contacting school like yeah. if you're doing this by yourself you're contacting schools being like hey coach would love to come and play for you um you know i do this 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 and this and and you just talk about yourself and and, and the reality is like it's not about you no it's about firstly it's about them you know hey coach great to you know great to make the connection first thing that i want to ask you is what what type of players are you looking for for this particular entry year you know are are they even looking for a player like you and 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 then you're going to get a much you know if you ask a question that that's specific to their program what are their needs am i even in those needs you know, if, if the answer is no, then look, you're on. not exactly. You're not wasting his time. You're not wasting yours. You wish him best of luck, and then yeah. off you go. You know, you send all these emails saying, "Hey, I'm so and so from here, and I yeah. did this, and I did that, and I'm awesome, and my parents think I'm great, and so do my coaches, and I could come, and and, and I need a scholarship to come and play for you. But uh, look, I'll be the best player that you've got. Yeah. No. No. You 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 won't. <laughs> you, you may you might be, but but that's not the way that you you, you do it. You know, it, it's it's figure out are you someone that 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 coach needs yeah. and, if, and if you're someone that that coach needs or, or you're in a role that that coach needs you got 10 times the opportunity to get scholarship and picked up and and that's you know that, that's true for how I operate with, with promotion for our athletes mm-hmm. that's true if you're going at it alone ask questions yeah. uh, to, to, to help direct you, you, yourself through this process so I, I believe it's called the Socratic method there you go ask and questions Matt with words of wisdom that's it yes, again. Socrates <laughs> um <laughs> So just to sum up, Matt, databases are dead. They are. It doesn't work anymore. Uh, that's the past. The future of college recruitment is all about research. Research, personalized communication, but personalized communication to schools and coaches where you know you can get into based on, on your research. So research and then personalized communication to, to college coaches. So uh, that sums up the first segment. We'll get into uh, some more about f- the future of college recruitment in the next segment. Yippee!
All right, so we just spoke about databases and personalized communication, research. Um, we'll talk more about the, the future of college recruitment, which is obviously the, the future, uh, the, the topic. Um, things are always changing, Matt, and we need to adapt with the, the times. Uh, and we're doing very well at that with, with the educational content that we, we put out. Education is obviously huge. Um, the more educated you are on the, on the pathway and, and the ins and outs of you know, the, the college recruitment process, the less wastage there there is on particular things. And, and I'll explain that in just a second. But for example, Matt, um, this is something we know, but not too many people know or are aware of. The NCAA Eligibility Center. Um, less, wasti- less wastage on the NCAA Eligibility Center. Do you want to just maybe explain what I mean by that? Yeah, well, all of you out there probably have no idea how many students from around the world, get, they, they're directed... Or, or go through the NCAA Eligibility Center, uh, pay their you know 120 US, which 150 Australian, yeah. um, you know to 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 register that, and then never actually go to the US, uh, the NCAA, or or oftentimes aren't even eligible for the NCAA. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, well somebody told me that I needed to register with the Eligibility Center, but to go to the states, yeah, yeah well. We hear, true. One, we hear that one all the time. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's true. If if you're eligible, you're, you're going to the NCAA. <laughs> yeah, and, and you're going to the NCAA. Like that, that's I think you know. There's a lot of agencies around the world that say, "Oh, you need to get registered with the NCAA Eligibility Center." Um, you know, and you know, go here, here, go here's that process. Go through it, and yeah. and the reality is, is that you don't need to do that straight away. Yeah, you you don't need to to, to be cleared through an eligibility center to be recruited. What you need to be is twigged on to what is your eligibility status? Have, have you taken the right classes? Have you, do you have a high enough GPA? Uh, do you have an SAT score? Do, you, know, you, you can sit there and, and, and figure out are you eligible or not before before you register and pay anything. Which is what we do. We, we never direct any of our athletes to the NCAA Eligibility Center and you know, if they're not eligible for right. the NCAA. That's, that's it. Like, you know, we, we have meetings with, with all of our you know, students that are departing the, the next year and we, we talk about courses, we talk about GPAs, we talk about every, everything that they've done in high school to, to, to predetermine are they eligible or not. Yeah. Therefore, if, they, if we can predetermine that they are eligible based on everything that they've done, then you know, we, we look at schools that are in those divisions that they're eligible for. If, if they're not eligible for the NCAA, then it would make zero sense to register with them and pay money to them yeah. for, for nothing. Um, because you know, there's also an NAIA eligibility center that costs money. Yeah. Um, the, the, the reality is like, you don't need to go through the eligibility center to, to get recruited. And I said that before, but like, you, you, can, you can have an offer from, from an NCAA school or, or you can have an offer and, and you can go through the eligibility center after yeah. you know, you, you've, you've got interest from one of those schools. Yeah. So again, um, we, we don't direct our athletes there unless we know that the, the NCAA is, a, is an option for them and they're going to receive options. Well, that's right. Like a prime example, I've got a few girls that are getting recruited by an NCAA or a couple of NCAA Division II programs right now. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I promoted their information out knowing that, that they were eligible so that if news came back that, yep, we're interested in you, we want to we want to bring you in, um, then we, we'll talk about the NCAA Eligibility Center process. Because one of the first questions that the coach has asked is, hey, are you registered with the Eligibility Center? Well, before we even got to that point, I figured out that there's a need for them, the coach likes them, the coach has scholarship money for them, and now there's a reason 
to go through the NCAA eligibility center and, and pay that money. To do so. and, and, and now we're working through that process. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's, it's just one of those things that is, it's, you don't just go and do it yeah. because you, again, you're, you're wasting, you're wasting time, you're wasting money and, and you want to alleviate wastage. Yeah. And like we said, it's all about research and personalized communication nowadays. And if you've done your research and you sort of educate yourself on the NCAA eligibility center and, and where it is that you're actually at, um, you would know that there's no need to go through the, the eligibility center or, or even contact coaches in the NCAA if you're not eligible. Right. Um, so again, we're all about trying to educate people. So less wastage on the eligibility center, which ties in uh, with, with school applications as well. So uh, in the future, we want there to be less wastage on filling out unnecessary school app or filling out school applications when it's unnecessary well, to do so. Right. You know, and, and you hear all the time, like come, kids will come to us and say, yeah, look, I just need a little bit of help. You know, I've, I've applied to UCLA and I've applied to Stanford and I've applied to Penn State and Ohio State. Yeah. Like those, you know, the, that's really where I want to go. Well, why have you applied there? Is... Right. Because well, that's where I want to go. And that's usually the, the standard response that, right. that we get to that and, question. And that's... does college recruitment work like that? Not at all. Not at all. Yeah. All right. Like you, you don't apply to a school, even if you gain admission to a school, you don't then just say, oh yeah, well, I want to play sport there too. No. It's not about where you want to go. No. no. It's about where you fit. Yeah. You know, it's, it's about it's about who looks at you as an as a as an athlete mm-hmm. that they feel is going to bring something into their program, and 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 someone that that they feel is worth having as part of that program in the form of scholarship or academic scholarship, whatever it may be, to help you know decrease the total cost of attendance into a range that is affordable for you and your family. Yeah. Um, and, and again, that comes down to to research. The college applications, all right, it, it's. You know, you, you'll hear a lot of, oh yeah, you know, the school, even if you're talking to a school, even even our kids that are talking to a school, they, they're, they're being told by the school, oh yeah, just apply. Yeah, okay, well, that, that's correct, but but when should you apply? Yeah. You know, like the, the process of a, of a U.S. student applying to an institution, how it works in the States, you know, the kids will put out 25 applications to schools that they want to go to, if it's only from an academic perspective. Yeah. You know, again, college recruitment, being a college athlete, you, you're, you're recruited for that, that's um, completely different to going over as a general student. Exactly, but but typically they say, "Oh yeah, apply to all the students or, or, or all the schools that you want to go to, get all your applications in, and, and get all those done, and, and then you'll you'll see where you get into, uh, and and then you you make your pick." Well, well again, as a general student, that's how it works. Uh, but but for an international student, you know, to to go through the application process and and on all the documents that are required, uh, that the format that those documents need to be in, being completely different to what your school administrators and the people that you need to help you through this process are, are, are even aware of. Um, the, the, the U.S. students, like all their school administrators, understand the college process and yeah. they're already prepared like your school administrators are for Australian Australian University. university. Yeah. You know, not not for U.S. And, and, and the legwork that's involved in that is, is massive. So you're sitting there and you're, you're putting in all these applications for, like I said, for what? Like, you're wasting a lot of time. You're wasting a lot of people's time that you're working with, with your school yeah. administrators. And that, the time to apply to a college, especially as an international student, you only want to really apply to a limited number of schools because of how long it actually takes you to get accepted and yeah. everything that you have to gather. So you can have offers. You can entertain options. And then make your decision and say, yeah, based on everything that I've done and the communication I've had with this coach, this is where I want to go. And then 
do that application. Exactly. And, and, and if you've done enough research beforehand, you would already know that you have good enough grades to get in, you know, that, that you potentially will, will qualify for academic scholarship based on the scholarship matrix that you can find on the school's <clears throat> website yep. and everything else. And then all of your efforts in gathering all that stuff, it, it's, it's for one specific option because you've done everything beforehand to prepare yourself to receive that. Yep. Not just, you know, taking a shot in the dark and like applying to 50 schools and, and annoying all of your, you know, your, your, your teachers and administrators and getting all your grade reports and then, you know, lodging in a, a, a profile with the NCAA Eligibility Center to, to find out that you're not even eligible to then yeah. start the process all over. I could go on and on. So less wasted. Less, less wastage. On the NCAA Eligibility Center and school applications. That's the, the two main points that we wanted to get across there. That's the future research. And it all comes from research and understanding who you are and what you bring to the table and where that can, can take you. And, and here's where in an, in an era and a, and a time where where time is like time is precious you know like people don't they want to cut corners they want they, you know they want it now hmm. like oh yeah well I can just get on the internet and I can do a quick search and bang I like that school bang I'm gonna go well, well no no you, you have to make sure that you're putting in the time to, to make sure that you're contacting the right schools to, to, to make this process to, to, to save time you have, yeah. you have to spend time to save time yeah that, that's, I guess, my quote of the day, that's exactly, right? That's exactly you know, right. Spend time in research to save time in recruiting. That, that's what I do for a living, all right? Um, just like you pay an accountant to do your taxes, all right? You pay a real estate agent to sell your house, yeah. all right? A lot of people pay us to find college opportunities because I'm not here to waste anyone's time. Mm. Not yours, not mine, mm. not the coaches, no. not yours, nope. not Marco's, no. not anybody's. Yeah. And, that, and that's, that's what it's all about. Do not waste time because if you waste time, you, 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 get a, you get a red flag. You get a red flag, people don't want to recruit from you. Yeah. And when people don't want to recruit from you, all those kids that you promised college opportunities for don't actually get college opportunities. And then you got an angry mob chasing yeah. you. <laughs> They're not going to have too many nice things to say about you. No, but, no. Um, look, the last segment, we'll get into a few more uh, insights into the, the future of college recruitment. So stay tuned. One last segment coming up. Um, It'll be uh, another exciting segment. We, and we won't waste time. We will not. We'll cruise through it in five minutes. There we go. All right. So we've touched on a few things so far, all in relation to the future of, of college recruitment. Um, and it's all pretty straightforward, I guess. If, if you want to be recruited by a, a college in the US, and these are the things that, that you need to take note of, especially moving forward, because um, things are forever changing, forever evolving um, in, in the world of college sports. So um, we'll touch on a few more things and, and then finish it up. Uh, over the, the next few years, um, we predict and, and we know uh, that, that you'll see more and more internationals take the, the junior college pathway. Uh, it's an incredible system. It's, it's certainly building up notoriety on a worldwide scale. Um, not only that, but we also predict that you'll see more, like, way more female athletes you know, taking this pathway as well because of Title IX, which is something we'll explain in a second, uh, and the endless number of opportunities that are available over there for, for female athletes. Definitely. Well, look, let's start with internationals and junior college. All right. Um, the junior college system, it's, it's gaining more and more attention internationally, and there's a, there's a number of reasons for that. Yeah. Um, look, with the way that, that, that global economics are at this stage and, and the U.S. dollar being strong again and, and other countries, you know, being below the U.S. dollar, like 
a big reason to consider junior college is, is, is because it's cheaper. Yep. You know, that, that's one thing. But then also the mentality of, of, of kids these days are like they want it all and they want it now and they want immediate payoff and they don't want to work over an extended period of time for things. They want to go and they want to experience it. And they want to get it and they want it all now. Yeah. <laughs> All right, they want it all now. Yeah. All right, um, and and look, the, the the junior college system plays to that, um, and I'll explain that in a minute. But um, junior college has always been big in the U.S. You know, we we know it's a, it's a system to to get the same two years of credits that you're going to get at any big university, um, and and still get really competitive sport. Um, you know, we 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 understand that, but internationally, it's always been seen as a as a lesser opportunity. Or you know other divisions, and then, then, then other divisions yeah. or competitions. Yeah, it's like oh, it says junior in the title, so it's not as good. It's a TAFE. Yeah, yeah, it's a two-year. Co- oh, that that's uh, like a TAFE. I'm not interested in that. Yeah, but yeah. through through education and obviously we're pushing out a lot of a lot of content and information surrounding the junior college system. More and more people are becoming aware, especially here in Australia. We feel that more and more people are becoming aware of of the junior college system and and how it is an unbelievable sort of stepping stone into to bigger institutions but it's a great starting point for internationals as well like I went to a junior college to begin with even you're well, American, I, started you to- I started out at a university and then and then it, it didn't work so I went to a junior college yeah. and that was the best thing I ever did yeah exactly and right? like, we uh, have more and more hundreds of kids head over now into well, the junior look, college I, system like, to begin with I'll, so. I'll be confident and say of all the families that I've talked to this year looking to send athletes over in 2019 yeah. more people are are, are understanding they're understanding more about the junior college system and why it's such a big benefit um, than, than, than I've, I've seen in, in, in the last seven years that I've been here yeah. I, and, and, and that's that's awesome and probably due to the fact you know that there's more and more notable athlete, athletes you know that, that went through the junior college system that are now onto bigger and better things whether it be in the, the NCAA division one or as professional athletes well, well um, I think we do a, a better job too now of, of educating families in, in ways that that have that, that's easy to understand yeah. like um and, and and again going going over to a brand new country as, as an international student with zero experience in the states like what makes you think that you're going to go into the biggest and best and just shine like you you won't yeah you know that, that's just that's just the reality Un- unless you are just something unbelievably special um so to to have the experience that you want to go in, and 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 you're being recruited to play you know, to when when a, when a junior college coach is after you, you're being recruited to compete straight away, and you're going to be doing all the same coursework. Mm-hmm. Um, so it it makes makes a lot of sense, and again, financial sense. But um, look, like some of the names, even of, of the the guys that have gone through, which is why it's gaining more and more yeah credibility internationally. Like the the junior college system, you've got Dom Dwyer, an English boy who started at Norwich City, a Premier League, well, an ex Premier League team. He was an academy player, didn't get offered a, a contract, went to the U.S., went to junior college first. Yeah, um, was a two-time All-American at Tyler Junior College. Yeah. Uh, moved on to, to University of South Florida. Um, Division One, full ride. Guy yeah. killed it for, for two more years. Yeah. Met a girl, got married. Um, <laughs> American citizen. Got, yeah, got a, got a green card for the U.S., American citizen, now plays for the U.S. national team. Thank you very much, England. <laughs> Play, um, plays in the MLS. Yeah, plays US in the MLS. Team. He, he, it's and it's it's great. Like yeah. that, that's that's one example. Yeah. Um, but you know, Bubba Watson, one of the best golfers. You know, won the Masters a few years back. Yeah. Played at a junior college. Mm-hmm. Um, Tyson Gay, one of the fastest men in the world, went through junior college. Andre DeGrassi ran alongside Usain Bolt. Usain Bolt in the last Olympics. Yeah, went to junior college. Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler killing it in the NBA right now. Went through junior college. Cam Newton. All right. Panthers, Panthers quarterback 
Shout out to Sam Haynes. That's your team. Can't say I appreciate that, but <laughs> your quarterback, great example of someone that went through junior college. But look, the, the growth of junior college is big. Um, and, and look, we'll see more and more internationals take this path as, as the years go on. Title IX and then the number of female athletes in, in college, we believe, we, we know. We know that's going to grow as well over the next sort of few Definitely. years. Um, for, for sure, as, as Title IX gains more you know, recognition worldwide, people are understanding what it what it means and what it is and how many opportunities are actually available there for female athletes. Well, look, they're, they're, the U.S. system is the only place in the world. Right? It's a big, big thing in the media right now, right? Like equal opportunity for girls, equal pay for female athletes. Yeah. You know, it's, it's the craze in sports. But, but there's only one country in the world that when it comes to amateur athletics, you know, amateur opportunities to, to female athletes, it's a law, not, not just an idea, not, not, not just something, you know, a belief, a, a belief or, that the girls should have. No, it's a law. And, and, and that's something, you know, that, that, that is unique to the U.S. system. And, and that law is, is, is Title IX. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it says that if you offer a thousand opportunities to, to men's athletes in this, this program, then, then there has to be at least a thousand opportunities for girls. If you yeah. spend a million dollars on the boys, then you have to spend a million dollars on the girls. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we talked about this in other episodes. That, that's the reason why girls scholarships are usually bigger is because there's there's less participation but equal money to to, to spend on yeah so so athletes, yeah. yeah like you, you've got and and look you you look at the the you know women's athletics in the united states what no matter what sport it is basketball best in the world soccer best in the world swimming swimming best in the world track and field, track and field best in the world um, volleyball, best softball, in the world. Softball. softball, best in the world. Um, and, and you wonder why. What's the common denominator? Uh, and and that's, that's because the, the amateur system that's available to female athletes in the United States. And yes. that, that's the same amateur system that is available to internationals that choose to go hmm. to the United States. By law, gives girls equal opportunity, to, equal opportunity for an education equal opportunity for sports participation, equal opportunity to facilities, to coaching, uh, e- equal opportunity. Yeah. And, and, and again, there, there is no secret as, as to why all those you know, women's sports are dominated yeah. by the U.S. And a lot of the men's sports as well, but we're not talking about the men, we're talking about the women. Mm. Um, and that's because of Title IX. So, look, I think... More and more females will be heading to the U.S. Definitely. You know, I, I think just, just in, the, in the way that... You know, girls. Girls are now. You know, you're, you're speaking out more. You know, you're, you're you're you've got more pride in the fact that you're a girl, and 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 yeah, you want to compete and you want to be recognized, and you want, you know, you want just as much as what the boys have, and 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 a lot of times you don't get that here. Yeah. You know, you, you don't get that in many other countries, but but you get that in the United States. Yeah. And and that 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 is a hundred percent truth by law. Title IX. More girls will be going to the United States in years to come, guaranteed. <laughs> awesome. And lastly. <laughs> The where technology is at nowadays, you know, with Skype and FaceTime, um, virtual tour. Almost every school, every university, every college now in the U.S. has has a virtual sort of tour on their website. Um, like Skype, FaceTime, virtual tours. That's going to save you time and money. You know, you don't have to go visit colleges anymore. You don't have to fly to the other side of the world. And, and look, it's a luxury. You, you can exactly. You didn't. You didn't have to do that to begin with, but you can. Um, but it makes it easier on you and and the decision making process when you can when you can visit a school but not actually visit a school and and you can speak with coaches face to face you can speak with other athletes that are there other exactly. other international girls through and, and and through technology yeah you know FaceTime Skype WhatsApp 
you know, again, virtual tours on campus, but, but then even the coach, you know, looking at you on his phone and saying, hey, I want to, I want to go and show you these facilities yeah. and then just walks through the, you know, yeah. the facilities and, and yeah, check this out. Yeah. You know, like it makes it a lot easier on you and, and the decision making process. Definitely. You know, instead of having to, to speak with multiple coaches over the phone, you're not too sure, you know, what's what and, and the different facilities at, at different schools. Yeah, like you're able to, to make a decision quicker and save time. Save time, get more scholarship because of it, yeah. you know, it, and, and it's just about accepting, using using the technology that you've got as an international student because it doesn't make any sense to say, oh, yeah, look, really not, really don't know where I want to go yet, yeah. but we're going to take three weeks, we're going to go to the States, uh, we're, we're going to do a bit of a tour, go and check out some schools, and then hopefully, you know, we'll decide by the time that we get back, we'll, like, what? Yeah. You know, the, 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 the flights to get over, the transport, the accommodation, the meals, the amount of money that you would spend in a three-week trip would be, you know, would be similar to what it would cost you for a year of, of tuition and fees, room and board, everything, if you take... Whatever's a family, for sure. That, that's the thing. You know, spend time to save time. Yeah. Research. Look at things. You know, use, use everything that you've got this day and age to your advantage and don't skip steps. You know, it, it, there's, that, that is the future. You know, that is the future. We are, are I, I will confidently say we are more innovative uh, and we are, we are more forward moving um, than, than, than I think any other program out there. Yep. Um, you know, and I, I take a lot of pride in that personally, but I know you do as well because you, you, look at, he's the one with the computer. Uh, he, he's, he's doing all the media stuff. No, look, uh, I've, no, I've, I've seen, you know, the, the company and, and college recruitment from the very beginning, having gone through the process myself and where NSR was at all the way back in the day when I, when I first went through the process to see that and where we are where we are now like very proud and, Definitely, and, and also impressed of of the way as you said we innovate and, and you know Constantly. adapt to Constantly. to the new things you know to do with college recruitment but look we've just given you guys a look into a crystal ball there the future of college recruitment episode 60 great episode um, one to remember one to remember for sure 60 exactly. and don't forget we got books. Don't forget to grab your books online. Grab your books. Jump on the website. Check out the Resource Center. We got books for performing artists, books for kids that want to go to high school, books for kids that want to go and get a college scholarship in sports. Uh, we got books for books for books. <laughs> exactly. But And I wrote them. They're we'll good. Be back. We'll be back next week with episode 61 covering another important topic. But if you have any feedback, if you have any topics that you want covered, um, be sure to, to get in contact with us and let us know. Hi-oh. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.